For courage. When the light around you lessens and your thoughts darken until your body feels fear turn cold as a stone inside. When you find yourself bereft of any belief in yourself and all you unknowingly leaned on has fallen. When one voice commands your whole heart and it is raven dark. Steady yourself and see that it is your own thinking that darkens your world. Search and you will find a diamond thought of light. Know that you are not alone and that this darkness has purpose. Gradually, it will school your eyes to find the one gift your life requires hidden within this night corner. Invoke the learning of every suffering you have suffered. Close your eyes. Gather all the kindling about your heart to create one spark. That is all you need to nourish the flame that will cleanse the dark of its weight of festered fear. A new confidence will come alive to urge you towards higher ground where your imagination will learn to engage difficulty at its most rewarding threshold. From the F3 Nation podcast studio. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. This is the COT podcast. Connecting the packs of F3 Nation through fitness, fellowship, and faith. I'm Sean McKinley, 40 Denali. 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 Tired? No. Energized. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Hello Kitty. You are listening to the Circle of Trust podcast. Those words you heard were from the Nantan of the F3 Nation, John Lambert, better known in the F3 gloom as Slaughter. He read those words to the men before they stepped off for GTE 22, and he was kind enough to record them and send them in for you guys so you could hear them off the top of the show. Fired the heck up, and my brother... Not just across the digital divide, but my brother that was under that GD log with me on Saturday <laughs> night. None other than Jamie Vance Roseboro, better known as Rapido. What's up, bro? What's up, man? I'm telling you, if the uh, if the quotes worth Rapido thing don't work out, we could switch this over to getting slaughtered with words <laughs> yes, or sir. slaughtered by words or something. You know, working title. But uh, man, oh man, I loved when he read that for the men on Friday night at the rally. Carried yes. a lot of those words with us over the weekend. Listen, we're going to talk in, at length and, and delve into many of the details of what we both experienced this mm-hmm. weekend. And, and I'll be honest with you, it's going to sort of um, uh, fully encompass the show. It's going to take over the show. But that's what happens when you have a, an experience like we did this weekend. And those of you who have experienced a Grow Rook before know how we're feeling on this day. And those who, of you who haven't, we hope you hear what we talk about and get you fired up mm-hmm. to uh, join one in the future. So typically I'd say, how was your weekend? And we talk about that. <laughs> I saw it with my own two eyes. Yeah, it was a phenomenal weekend as they usually tend to be. And we got to experience together, which is something special, I think. Yeah, and, really cool. And fun. And you've heard me talk about it numerous times. And and you saw a little bit of it in Pinehurst a couple of years ago. You had a scheduling conflict that prevented you from being able to do that Saturday night piece. But so you saw some of the other elements of mm-hmm. that weekend. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's amazing. You, there's so many thoughts and emotions and yeah. prophecy. Yeah 
training going into it and then it happens and you, yep. you get through it and you're like, whoa, what just happened? What just happened? That just happened. I took some time yesterday, jotted down just things I remembered. So we're going to, we're going to do that. We're going to go through that. We've got calls from Dark Helmet. We got a call from Shortstop, both guys reflecting on what the weekend was like. Actually recorded a little bit of audio with my man Highlighter on the drive back because he shared a really cool story that happened to him. Uh, of course, the uh, route of GTE 22 down in uh, Grand Strand, uh, Myrtle Beach area. So we're going to go through all that. Let's do a, a quick news item first because uh, I want to make sure you guys are tuned up with this on this off the top of the show. And as always, grateful that you're taking a little bit of time in your week to join us to hear about news of the F3 Nation. Our goal here to connect you to that news but to also get you feeling like you're part of something bigger than yourself this weekend. Definitely both part of something much bigger than ourselves. And as my man said, we got to experience pretty much step for step of it together, which was really cool. And I'm grateful for the men organizing it. If they chose to put us in the same platoon on purpose, I'm thankful that they did because it was awesome to do that together. And I'm guessing they probably did. But before all that, uh, all guys, right. as not to forget, and now I'm even more fired up about it, after a 10-year is right around the corner. The weekend of October 9th and 10th, you go to f310year.com, uh, get signed up for this thing. Just the rally that we did on Friday night alone, seeing over 100 F3 men in the same place was freaking amazing. To do that convergence workout on Saturday with over 100 guys, amazing. Uh, re requirements, uh, regulations, uh, orders are being lifted, right? Vaccines being handed out. Uh, things are opening back up. Like, mm -hmm. man, I am feeling really good about where we're going to be in October. We don't know what the good Lord's has before us and what may happen between now and then, but we are all ships moving forward on this 10-year, and dang it, man, I'm fired up for it. Yeah, that Friday night rally was – those are fun in general, right? Those are fun mm -hmm. where you're getting multiple guys from multiple regions – folks you may have seen at one event or another or you have a good you know social media relationship either through slack or through twitter or facebook or whatever but then to have that sort of come into your life right after the year that we've all endured oh where God. we've not been oh in those God. types of mass gatherings um for the most part so it's so it was sort of a a, a double dose there of um of the second f along with some of the third f yep. um it was great God. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, bro. And listen, this might not be your thing. And if it's not, it's totally cool. Those hugs felt real, real good. Yeah. <laughs> A couple of those hugs felt real good, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So here's what I want to do, Rapido. I want to kind of walk. I, I don't know what it is, but let's through. do it. Yeah, we're going to figure this out as we go. I kind of want to walk through parts of the weekend. So guys listening, if you've been a part of a GTE, you're going to love, you're going to hear what we go through. If you haven't, you're going to really get a real sense as to why this thing is so much more than just the massive ruck event. Don't get me wrong. The massive ruck event is a huge deal. It is the crux of the whole thing. But there's so much more to this weekend that I want guys to really hear about because it's what makes this such a special weekend. And again, the, the time you spend underweight and doing all that Saturday night, incredibly important. I'll remember that experience for the rest of my life. But there's so much there's so much else to it. So we're going to hear from Dark Helmet, Short Circuit. We got other guys, or Shortstop, excuse me, that called in, left a few messages about the trip. But but starting with this, right? So we talked a little bit about what Friday night's like. We get there, we got this massive rally, right? We have some food. You get to hear from guys that are going to lead you throughout the weekend. You get to hear amazing testimonial from Slaughter about his story. The views on a Friday night 
in Myrtle Beach. Bro. Oh my God, the sky was paint, paint, paint me a Birmingham. It was paint me a Myrtle Beach. <laughs> I want to go back and hang out in Brown Bags Hood. That was a nice Absolutely. spot we had up there, um, overlooking a pool and a yeah. tennis court yeah. and a marsh and yeah. a sunset for. That was amazing. The ages. Amazing. Go wild. check out the F Three Nation Twitter account. You can see those pictures there. We get up Saturday morning. We got a one hour beatdown convergence, the King Builder, but interwoven with a ton of lessons and messages to be delivered through that. And then we go into this grow school for two, three hours, and you are able to get full on Q source material uh, in about a two, three hour stretch where we go through the four main quadrants, get right, live right, lead right, leave right. And you're able to dig into that and work with your brothers through it. Just what a, what an amazing blessing that whole experience was so great to be able to, to sit in with that. And, and I've been in a grow school before, but like you said, the schedule didn't work last time. So I had to bounce out to do the grow school, knowing what was coming that night, I think was really, really neat. And I think the, the grow school is a very, you know, the ruck is like you said, is one thing, but to me, the grow school presents an opportunity unlike anything else. Like mm. we, we do yeah. physical things. Yeah. We're not pushed to the level of the physical things on ourselves as we are maybe through the actual ruck portion of the weekend. But to sit there and be able to listen, resort, absorb, and yep. remember and interact with guys that you don't know in a small group fashion where you're doing a Socratic type message yeah, where you're hearing sure. something and then you're reflecting on it and talking about it. But to be able to then see, you know, peers and, and leaders and folks that we look up to sharing personal messages of how this applies in their life or where they were in their life when this, you know, particular topic came into their uh -huh. life, yep. that is super relatable for all of us dads and 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 men and hymns on varying journeys and sort of on this sort of force continuum here of like well some of us have little kids some of us have older grown kids some of us don't have kids but there are things some of our can, guys are out there doing the event with their son which was yes incredible. we'll, we'll get to that. that later um but there's there is it's such a unique experience that right. there is something there for everybody to take away and yep. put into practice yep i was I've evolved on this thing quite a bit over the last two years, last year, really. Cause at the beginning I was like, why can't you just do an hour long convergence, do the grow school for a region and that be it. Why do you have to have the major ruck movement overnight? And here's what I learned this weekend. Having been you still a part think of it, it, it could have been accomplished in three Hell to four no. hours. Hell no, no, of course not. <laughs> My Joe going into it was like, we can yeah, do this in three to four hours. This could have been an email. Uh, look, <laughs> It, I don't know. Well, well that's a d d different discussion for another day. All right, we'll get there I later. I could see some benefit in a grow ruck light sort of deal for budding regions. I don't know. Anyways, we'll delve into that later. But my point of all this was to do the King Builder, to do the Grow School, then to do the Big Dog that night. What happens on Saturday during the day is you get head knowledge in Grow School. And for it to become heart knowledge, you must then take what you learned in the classroom and put it out in the field. And what happens is you take all the things we talked about during the day, and then you put it into a scenario of high stress and limited visibility, and everything changes. And the only way for it to go from your head to your heart is to physically experience what we experienced Saturday night into Sunday morning. So call me a full-on believer. I mean, having lived through it this weekend for the very first time, and many of you guys after your first one are probably feeling the same way I'm feeling today. To be able to take that incredible learning on Saturday during the day and then to apply it in that stressful, chaotic, tired, sleepy, you know, all of those experiences, it, it, it is the way to do it.
And as we celebrate the 4th of May here, may the 4th be with you. This is the way. <laughs> the way <laughs> well, if, the way. if I may be so bold yeah. in what you're saying to me in the way that I hear that is there is a, and I agree with you, there is a manifestation of the written and spoken word of Friday night at the rally and mm-hmm. Saturday at the grow school put into practice in the ruck portion of the event overnight, where, like you said, high stress, limited visibility, but that practicality of it's not about me. It's not about me. And it's, it's about the the brother to my left and right and forward and back. It's about grabbing that sandbag, grabbing that water bladder. When I really don't want to, I would really just like to go to the back here Right. When you've, when you've just about had enough of some other folks on your team, Uh not picking up that weight. So how are you going to motivate them? And you're going to do it by leading by example, and you're going to get them uh, motivated. And what you said is, is, yeah, you learn that vulnerability of, of truth in the grow school. And you see those same faces in the middle of the night with a yeah, red headlamp right. on that's right. that's and they right. are beat down yep. and you're like, we still got nine hours, brother. Let's well, and go. I'll tell you what, the other thing, you know, again, you guys know I'm joking, right? When I was talking about this thing could be three to four hours, or you could just send me all this in an email. You, you have to, the duration of it is, and it's why they say, well, how long is it? It's as long as it needs to be. Those moments that happen throughout the course of the night and those moments that happen when the sun rises, but then what's still awaiting you in the last hour to two is the most important part of the whole thing. It's critically important that you have to experience every single moment of it. All right, let's talk through a couple of things. Listen, man, lead up, right? Tons of great experiences, awesome times rucking with you guys, getting underway, getting to make new friends like our brother Antique, who kind of came along in the last few months, watching our guy Highlighter locally sign up for this thing, I don't know, a month out, two months out, you know, because we sort of peer pressured him in the parking lot. Yeah, I think it was one month. One month out, right? Um, Uh Keeping it simple on the gear I packed was what an incredible bit of advice you guys were able to give. To, To open my ruck, to dump everything out, and to not see as much stuff strewn about that I saw with other guys, that was pretty incredible. Yeah, there there is, uh, there is, uh, there's goodness and truth in the lesser number of items you can have, the better, the better, take what you need, right? But But even even the way they threw, you know, typically you'd been walking around with three liters of water, we had to get six, consolidating that consolidating that as much as possible and not having a bunch of bottles flying around just incredibly, incredibly helpful. Dude, a real moment of humility. Within the first hour or two, we had not been there for an hour or two. And real humility in having to do that, To they forced us to do something. I, I almost don't want to say what it is. No, you got to keep want, some stuff hidden behind the, the man with the green curtain. And maybe somebody else will tell you, but we had to do a physical thing early in the day. And there was failure. And I failed within the first two hours of this event. And that thing hung with me throughout the rest of the way because I felt like I had to make up for it. I was right there in the same group with you, man. I was thoroughly disappointed in my effort uh, in on a couple of those things. And um, it was sort of a wake up call, right? Yeah. It was like, and I, I knew, I knew I would be fine throughout the event, trained for it a certain way and have done these events before and, and sure. sort of know what to expect. I think there's always going to be some, some hidden things up a cadre sleeve, which is very important because you don't want that complacency, right? You yep. want to be, you want to be, you want to be prepared for the expected and ready for the unexpected, yeah, whatever exactly. the saying goes. Right. Sure. Um, 
but I was right there with you. And, and there was a lot of us in that boat um, in terms of the overall numbers. And yep. so it, it did, it did set a sort of a different tone early on. I oh think. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, again, humbled early and you do all this prep knowing you're going to go out there and thinking, man, I'm going to struggle late, but to have something thrown at you early where you failed, that was quite an experience. But then I was able personally to bounce back, get a small victory right after that with another part of that physical test. So started feeling a little bit better, but that thing hung with me. I'm going to just rattle off a few memories. All right. Do it. You, you do the same. Uh, okay. I peed everywhere. I peed all over Myrtle. <laughs> this weekend. You name a spot. Cause I was so worried about drinking enough water. I was just down the water. My battle buddy flight nurse was like, bro, are you, you have to pee again. You're like Lincoln. Any vertical like surface doesn't Anything stand a chance. I done peed it. Uh, so, so that's good. So the kitty cat was peeing all over Myrtle Beach. That happened everywhere. Peed my pants a couple times, but you know, I knew I was heading for the water, and uh, it's all good on that front too. That's some, some brutal honesty coming out. Well, here, listen. The other thing was my god dang second bladder would not stop leaking. And so I was yeah, already I had a leaky most of the time, too. anyways. And they put us in some water early before we even got to the surf. Mine, we filled, we refilled or something, and I didn't get my hose back attached something, down on the right. bottom of that source bladder. Drip. And it was like I was standing behind you in formation at one point, and yours was just dripping <laughs> like a constant drip. It would not like, stop. Not even a Chinese water torture drip. Oh but my like god! Actual like almost running. And before mm. we even got real dirty and stuff, my whole rear end was soaked. So my bladder just leaking. Soaked. Um, soaked. But whatever. Didn't I knew it wasn't going to matter. Yeah, soon. we so. were the we were the blue platoon also known as the blue effing platoon i'll keep it clean mm -hmm. on the airwaves here at one point we had to sprint to another platoon and remind them who we were uh, that's something seabass wanted us to do and we yelled at the top of our lungs our man water nut wing nut wire nut water wing <laughs> wire nut he's our first <laughs> platoon leader uh he got thrown to the wolves on that one nobody could get his name right uh here's an amazing moment that i love all right so all this stuff happened done things happening the moment where we finally get to the surf right we finally get to the beach it's go time and these two former army guys i think really enjoyed having a couple these boys in the surf <laughs> i think they really oh yeah really they liked it but you remember this moment it was I, I don't know what time it was right no idea my gut tells me it was probably about oh hundred it was probably midnight oh dark midnight maybe 1 a.m and we're soaking wet and they put us in the surf and i looked up and all of a sudden sea bass and bloodhound who are our cadres each had a nice tall cup of coffee yeah. and i was like you sons of <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right about the time. And yeah, when we first got there, um, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, Seabass is just walking up the beach with a, oh. I, I even made it a point to say, is that Arabian mocha java? That's right. Got there. That's right. It looks so good. <laughs> uh, sitting, laying on my back, soaking wet, covered in sand, getting told left, right, left, right, just rolling. And I look up, we're in a circle on our backs and bloodhound like just an absolute adonis is standing on the top of a lifeguard stand leg propped just screaming at us what a yeah visual. well somebody in one of those hotels on the beach like 25 floors up had some kind of like million candle power lumens going on up there did you yeah, notice so that? i think what they have is i think they've got a motion sensor spotlight on the hotel because what they don't want happening is yahoo's out on the beach 
after whatever time, midnight or whatever, fooling around the beach, potentially getting hurt in the water. So I, I think thought it was I, somebody from a balcony. Well, maybe, maybe it was. Right. My, and again, who knows? I don't know what was going on. I don't know what time it is, right? <laughs> I'm just trying to survive. My brain was like, maybe it's a, a spotlight that is motion activated that, or it could have been some jackass just wanted to look at us to see what the heck we were doing. All these people, you're at the beach in Myrtle Beach. Like that place doesn't really go to sleep. We saw right. people almost the entire time. That must have been like, what are these guys doing? Cheering oh, yeah. for drunk people being like, I'm going to run with you. Yeah. You know, chanting USA at us. There <laughs> were some characters for sure, as you would expect down there in the land of wretched dressing. But um, but yeah, you you get to a point where you're just like, well, the sand is the sand and the sand will be the sand it's forever. Gonna in, from it's going to be in, it's gonna be in my shoes. It's going to be in my underwear. It's going to be in my socks. I, I got home Sunday and I, you know, the ruck is still soaking in, in the water. Yeah, mine came out and got a rinse and is now hanging on the back fence. And I took the gonna, air blower to it to try to get some of the sand out too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang mine up here in a minute in the sunshine when we get done. But yeah. uh, I had to take a shop vac to my pants to get all the oh, sand yeah. out of the, uh, oh, yeah. the cargo pockets before oh, yeah. I put it in the wash. My wife was uh, like, what are you doing? I'm like, I am vacuuming out the dryer uh, and the lint because there's <laughs> a bunch of sand in it. So I didn't want you to see it. And so I'm trying to get ahead of the yeah, ball game. I, I got to tell risk, you, uh, Mama's washing machine with a new baby in the house. No, sir. All that. Uh, can I give some props to my man, at, my man Malco, and the folks at Mudgear? I wore the Mudgear Ruck socks the entire night. I never changed them. I went in thinking I was going to change my socks midway through the night. I took them off. I got the sand out of them, but I put them back on. Those things held up like a champion. No blisters. I know you got one, but you're like the only foot casualty of our whole group that I knew. And of. mine's mine's it really wasn't weird. even that bad. No, and I double socked it up because what I nice. usually do is I coat my feet. Yeah, usually I did a that. body glide or something, yeah. and then I put a like an Injinji toe sock on. Sure thing. Well, the the Mudgear Ruck socks held up like a champ. I'm gonna get a pair of those because I wear them. I wear the Mudgear uh, compression shorts. Sure. Like, the sure. boxer brief, if yep. you will, and yep. those are outstanding in all the events I've done. Yep. Um, but yeah, I got a weird blister on like sort of the top half of my big toe. The funny thing was, it I never noticed it. It's not like when I've gotten blisters or hot spots before doing events and you notice it. And it's sure, painful. sure. Yeah, it was maybe when you were the, done. Maybe yeah. that was the cold water. Uh, Could be the case. The beach or the, or the salt. Who knows? But yeah. um, but yeah, the sand was just. Oh yeah, it was there. It was, it was there. It adds there. a whole nother degree of difficulty. I put a right? fifty-five gallon trash bag on the floor of the bathroom. We got back to the hotel and basically derobed into right that into trash that. Bag. That's amazing. <laughs> All right, let me share a few more memories. I know you probably have some too. Uh, incredibly powerful moment. A couple of really cool, powerful moments. Uh, as we're rucking back to the AO at one point, we're leaving the beach. They put us under silence. And I think we had our best movement potentially of the whole weekend. I mean, we were clicking. Blue Platoon was clicking under silence. And that was a really neat experience to do the bulk of that two and a half miles back to the AO without speaking and just having to be able to communicate with each other. This is pre-log, right? So we're just still passing weights and and stuff around to to get us back. But that was a pretty incredible moment. And then to go back to the AO and, and at, I don't know, 02, 03, whatever time it was, to do that hero wad for our man, uh, Hightower, who was killed in the line of duty, Myrtle Beach police officer, um, to be able to do that for him, uh, high speed smiling, that was a really, really powerful moment. Yes, um, it was. And Bartman really encapsulated, I think, a lot of what people were thinking with his sort of email that was sent out sort of Mm -hmm. late. I guess Sunday or maybe it was yesterday that that went out. But anyway, that is something that I will take with me for forever. Um, yep. Seeing all these guys do 
a, a wad in the middle of the night with their rucks with a red lead red headlamp on um it's powerful because yeah. you're you're tired right you're yeah. mus- you are at yeah. muscle fatigue i could have fallen asleep in that field easy. Uh-huh. and easy. you know what high tower is not with us that's right that's right so we we and rucked we need, up dude we, need, we, we rucked up, and buckled up for him that's right and honor that region because that region lost a brother that's right and we lost all a lost brother, a brother man think about that it's incredible. we all lost a brother when that region lost a brother so it yeah. was it was a it was a good moment to sort of take a step back from what we were been doing for so yeah. long and what we were going to continue to do and so we were sort of in this bubble essentially right it was yeah. a circle and we got to do that and then yeah keep moving so all right, so that happens, then the log gets put on us. Uh, it's time to take the log back to the beach. Can we I got to tell stop, you, man. That, can we stop calling it a log? It's not. A, it, it's not. It's a. It, ours was a pier pole. It's a pole that you would build a freaking pier out of, and it weighed <laughs> two thousand pounds. Ball. It weighed two thousand pounds, and we when we picked it up, <laughs> we were bringing it back to actually just get started. The way you you've been under it before, right? You know how it shifts, and in that moment where it hit me really for the very first time. I felt as if I was going to snap in half. I had never so, felt anything like that before. So I've done quite a bit of log PT here and there in different events with varying logs, right? And they're not right. all created equal length, diameter, no with jokes. Girth. No, no <laughs> jokes. Yes. But um, when we first picked that sucker up, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> because we had 15 or 16 guys. I don't, I've never been one that was 30 foot in length like that. Um, We had 15 and 16 guys picking that up. And I was like, we are almost, you know, chest to back with rucks on. And it's not enough. It's not enough distribution on the weight. It's not enough. We are going to get crushed. But you know what? Still moved that beast. Made it work. And we moved it. We moved it with efficiency, taking it back to the beach. But man, some of those moments, I let out just a a vocal noise. I don't even know what it was. Me at one point and i think i even said like i can't do it and a guy was like you have to <laughs> that's so what just, that brother is there for so we just kept going right we just kept mm-hmm. going we carried that thing all the way back we soon was cruising had an amazing moment with the sunrise all these other things happened and then we had to get ourselves back and i'm not going to tell you what happened in the last two hours but if you've done one you know and if you were there this weekend everything culminated in the final two hours and our platoon that had been clicking 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 had the freaking wheels come off at the end as intended to be so. And for good reason. And right? for good for reason, good, it was quite an amazing experience. It really gives you a full circle of an experience. And like you said, you're getting, we've been, we've been crushing it all night. We've been making time hacks. We've been ahead of time hacks, getting yeah. a little breaks here and there. And yeah. um, then, uh, you know, at the peak of tiredness, at the peak yep. of complacency, potentially throughout mm-hmm. the overnight portion, um, I mean, I like, think, listen, I think our guys, I think we mentally were ready for that, for that ruck back, mm-hmm. you know, our guys like, let's, it wasn't like, well, we're going to loaf it back, but just, you can't, <laughs> once the things start happening, once dread starts killing guys on the, on the ruck back, once he's like, kitty, you're dead. And then you're trying to talk to guys in him directions. Like you can't speak. Right. Well, and two, it's at that point where you're, you're, you're at that you've you've gone beyond your physical capacity and your brain is pushing oh, yeah, you further done. than you're you done. think you yep. can go and you you're dropping those mental things that you had already learned earlier in the evening you had been putting into practice and then you had some success rate and then all yep. of a sudden things change and you weren't necessarily 
prepared for that as a group for those that have not been through an event like that. And you got to work your way through it. You got to be able yep, to power through right. it. You got to start making some decisions and yep. and move and move forward and keep an eye on the six. Yep. Funny moment coming into the AO as we're basically wrapping this thing up. Dreadlocks. He's killed so many guys in our platoon. I mean, we're just we're we're limping back in. And he's like, "We got the whole damn COT podcast dead up here. What are you going to do now?" Because I know as soon as he as soon as he snipered in. me, I was like. You boys are gonna need some extra bodies. Oh man, yeah, you big boy out there on them shoulders. <laughs> and that was but one. We, of the um, it was like you just. I had a guy carry me. He's like, I don't think I can go any further. I'm like, dude, we're a hundred yards from the end. We just mm-hmm. got to get there. We just limped our way in. It was amazing. Yeah. You can push yourself. Yes, sir. You All right, pat, patched up, vents over, father son combo, dude. We had a father son in our amazing moment, right? We had a father son combo in our platoon. Son was the platoon leader at one point in the night. Dad was APL. And watching mm-hmm. that dynamic play out was incredible. But then to watch them get patched up together and hug, I mean, it was waterworks for your boy over here. I know you with a young son. I'm sure yeah. that 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 reached in and punched you right in the heart as well in a good way. I mean, it was incredibly cool, cool stuff. Yeah, it was awesome to witness um, one call and what is his 2.0? Nails. Nails. One call and nails. Um it was great. The better part of that scenario and that story was when they were team lead and assistant team lead, when the Cadres made them that, they didn't know that they, they were didn't even son know. and father. They didn't even know. The organizers knew and put them in the same platoon together for sure. There's right. No yeah, yeah, yeah. Cadres didn't know. Bloodhound and Seabass didn't know, which was really pretty neat to see that all. And then and then Bloodhound, who I just think the world of. Love the guy. I mean, Love two him. Events, yep. Louisville and this one. Um, he is a stand-up him for many a reason um, to watch him patch one call and yeah. then hand one call a separate patch <laughs> so that one call can patch his You're son. You're going to get me now, man. Brother. Yeah. This is why, this is what we're doing. This is why we're here. This yep. is why we've been called to be here. Yep. We are being put into situations to make hymns out of men. Yep. And then the 2.0s and the next generation of those hymns as well. And so you absolutely love to see it. All right, let's do this. Let's take a couple of quick calls and then we'll come back. We'll sort of wrap up our thoughts on this because we do have a few other things to get to before we call it a day here today. We're going to do this. We're going to hear from Highlighter first. He shared a story with me on the drive back I didn't know about. He was in a different platoon about how the brothers physically rallied around him. So we're going to hear from Highlighter. We're going to hear from Shortstop, who is in our platoon. Then we're going to hear from the president of F3 Nation, Dark Helmet, who was shadowing throughout the course of the night as well. So we're going to Highlighter, Shortstop, and Dark Helmet. All right, just say say what you said. So at at one point in the early morning, I was shivering so bad on the beach. I was literally physically shaking to the point where the C1, the main cadre, Cadre Linus, came up and asked me, you know, are you, Hey, are you, are you shivering? And I was like, yeah, you know, I can't, I can't stop. And I was again, physically just, just shaking so hard. And he said, well, don't be afraid of a little penguin hug. And I was like, what a penguin hug. The next thing I know, my ranger buddy, who is a fireman, amazing guy, hoser, uh, just gets behind me and gives me a huge bear hug. And then eight other guys from my platoon just pressed in around me. And literally, I stopped shaking in a minute. I, I felt like I was going to cry. I was looking up at the, at, the, at the sunrise, looking out at the ocean. And then my, my guys were totally surrounding me just to keep me warm. It was 
I, I mean, that was like my emotional high point, I think, for the entire Go Ruck event. Kitty, Rapido, shortstop here, Monday morning, part of the Pant Pisser Club with you two from this past weekend at Grow Ruck 22. You busted. Grand Strand. A couple shout outs. First, to the blue team. Winning is awesome. Being on that log with you two and the rest of the blue team was probably the worst and best experience at the same time. But that 10 to 15 minute celebration for winning was even better. Want to give a shout out to F3 Kinston. You boys need to come visit soon. 16 flags planted since August 2020 and working on three expansion sites. To a blue team squad leaders were Kinston boys, Wire Nut, who the Cadres kept calling Wing Nut, and Leo. Want to give a shout out to Grow School. That was so good, boys, Saturday morning. Kudos to all the speakers Beauty, Slaughter, Bono, Italian Job, Maximus. And I left one guy out, and he's in our final shout out. Those Greensboro men are hymns. Spent a long time Friday night at the rally with them talking about diversity and how to bring that to F3 Kinston. Tommy Boy absolutely crushed his part at Grow School. Akron and Square are true hymns, but how about that Sunday morning sunrise service with City Slicker? Best part of the weekend. F3 Nation, if you haven't done a Grow Rock, sign up. Life-changing stuff. Hope to see you two boys in August, if not before, at Grow Rock Metro. Got to go. Frank Schwartz, 46, Dark Helmet, president of F3 Nation, and I am checking in uh, here with you guys. Uh, we are fresh off Grow Ruck 22 in the Grand Strand, Myrtle Beach uh, area, and it was an absolutely transformational weekend for a number of men. I know that you're going to talk about it on the show today. Uh, you may have already talked about it a whole bunch. Um, but, uh, I was able to participate in a very unique way. Um, and it was, a, it was an honor and it was a privilege and it was really a, a very cool thing to participate from the other side. I hope some guys got to see the live stream from the Facebook page. Uh, and I hope they got a, a good look at that as well. There was a, a number of men though, um, that kind of went above and beyond. And I don't want to name them all, uh, partially because it's a, a lengthy list and I've already talked this thing through once and, and gotten cut off because I talked too long. Um, but, uh, they know who they are. Uh, I've talked to them and they pushed themselves far above and beyond what they thought was possible. And it was very inspiring. And, and there was a quote, and this is not a quote with Rapido necessarily, but there was a quote that Joe DeSena, who's going to be speaking at our 10 year anniversary in October, uh, put out there on Twitter the other day. It said, the magic that you are looking for is in the work that you're avoiding, mm. which is a fancy way of saying, you know, the obstacle is the way, but. The magic that you were looking for is in the work that you were avoiding. And I watched guys think that they didn't have any more in them, wanted to avoid the work, went ahead and did that work, uh, and had magic happen in their hearts and in their minds. Uh, brethren, men, we are here to build more durable and better men and to get ourselves to a place where we are the virtuous leaders that will take men uh, and women and communities uh, across the line and out of struggle. Um, we're those men, and I'm grateful for all of you, and I was really grateful to be with a bunch of you this weekend at Grow Ruck, uh, and uh, I know that another man has probably told you this today, but just in case, uh, you need to know as well uh, that I love you. Uh, I literally would, would do anything for all of you, uh, the entirety of F3 Nation, 
uh, and we're trying to live that out every day. And I'm grateful for the privilege and the honor to serve you. And I hope you all have a fantastic day. We out. If you didn't get a chance to go back on the F3 Nation Facebook page and watch the live updates that Helmet was conducting throughout the course of the night, I highly recommend it. There's some incredible footage there. And man, just thanks to him for humping all over Myrtle Beach and capturing that, not only for the folks back home watching, but so we can be a part of it too. I was able to go back and watch through those. It's really incredible. Thanks to his dedication to the nation. Uh, just great stuff. Last final shout out uh, goes to Cadre Danny Linus, F3 Linus, C1 in this thing, put a lot of hard work into it. And I think he pulled off a, a great event and really, all right, last, last shout out. Dude, that SAG crew, support crew, the Grand Strand guys for mm. making it all happen. You made it safe, secure. Uh, we had nothing to worry about the entire time we were out there, which is really Yeah, great. I was specifically going to mention Penelope yep. uh, and headgear for getting – getting everything together. It, it is a lift and the nation needs to understand that for folks that want to have uh, host a grow ruck. And, and we think we want to be able to, you know, put this in every region at yep. some point on down the line, because it, it, it invigorates the community, it invigorates the host region. It, it does all of the things, but it's not easy to do. There's a lot of processes, a lot of steps and a lot of things. And so those boys down there got it done and, and, and ensured that we had a very successful and, and great weekend. So it's for, it, it is for May. Yeah. Today, as we record, this one is in the rears, two of three in a five-week period. And the weekend of May 15, 16, we're already thinking ahead to the boys in Florida. They're getting ready to step off for Grow Ruck down in Suncoast. So thoughts and prayers for those guys as they continue their final preparations to get ready for that. And then we've got St. Louis coming up. we got Charlotte coming up in Metro. Uh, more to come before the year's out. And then already looking ahead to where we might take this thing next year. So behoove you guys to... Uh, go watch those Facebook videos. You get a sense as to what we were up to and, and find one in and around your area and go do it. Go yes. Do it. Get, get involved with it. If, if the region's not ready, that's cool. Get your, get yourself to one. If you are a, a ruck and ombre, and even if you're not a rucking, ombre, even if you're not, I was, there is, there is value here. All these guys I've never even seen put a ruck on that. I was like, that guy would love this thing. Never even seen him yeah. ruck. guys in our home region that, that I know. Would. Let's do this. One quick T-clap. Any other thoughts on Grow Rook before we move yeah, on? Yeah, I was going to say, I wanted to, you know, echoing what um, um, what Shortstop was saying there, who was a great calling, by the way. Good job, mm-hmm. Shortstop. Um, thank you for your leadership. W- w- um, the sunrise was a particularly moving time for, for a number of reasons, and we had several folks speaking, um, to include yourself and, and Olaf and a couple of others. Um Something you said about give it away. We need to keep thinking about that because, you, you you know, we spent 35, 40 minutes talking about this event. And, yep. you know, there's probably a lot of listeners that are like, I don't ruck. I'm not going to ruck. Ruck it ain't for me. We've heard that a lot. You know, I feel the same way about ruck. I said it. I, I still do it, it anyways. Yep. Um, but what you're taking out of this, the, what you're bringing back to your household, that center of your concentrica, what you're bringing to your shorties, what you're going to bring to your mammon, what you're going to bring to your church and your neighborhood street and the the way that you, you know, behave in public and do things in a grocery store and, and help others and, and stop situations and be a voice, be a leader. Um, this is the weekend to tee you up for that type of success. And I just, you know, we can we can talk about this. We could talk about it on every show for the rest of, you know, this year about mm-hmm. what it's doing for yep. 
the men in the regions in which participate. And so I want folks to really start thinking about that as we move out through the rest of this year and start thinking about future. Let's, let's start having a conversation. Um, you got questions? I'll talk to you all day about Grow Ruck. Hit me up. Yep. Absolutely. Well said, brother. All right. Let's click through a few more things here. Uh, in your regularly scheduled COT broadcast, mm-hmm. uh, I got to give a T clap out to the men of F3 Macon coming out of Georgia. Another first this morning in Macon as Boucher led 13 packs at the Macon Warming Center. This is a, uh, a housing area set up for homeless people in their community, and the men are down there leading workouts and giving it away, giving back their community. So, man, just a huge tea clap to the men of F3 Macon, Georgia. For that, I know you've got a quote worth repeating. We're going to do two phone calls before we do that. We're going to get our health tip from Bones, who, by the way, was under log at GTE 22. Good to see you, Bones. Looking good as always. And he's talking about... Oh, tan. I look so tan from that trip. He was talking about... His health tip today is talking about donating blood. I said, fortunately, we did not give too much blood away while we were out there over the weekend. So we got Bones talking blood. And we got a pair of updates from a man drop thorough talking about some May challenges and some mental health updates as well. So we'll be back in a minute. Hello, COT podcast. It's another great day for wellness. This is Bones with a health tip for the packs of F3 Nation. Living third is a term that is often thrown out in F3 vernacular. It is the idea of living outside yourself and for others. There are many ways PACs can demonstrate living third, including raising money for local charities, volunteering their time at a food bank, and helping out a community who has been devastated by a natural disaster. Every week, I am inspired to hear about the true hymns featured on the COT podcast who are changing the lives of their communities and leaving a legacy. I am left awestricken and motivated to go and live third myself. Identifying what to get involved with, however, can sometimes pose a challenge. The great news is that there is something that most PACs can participate in that will not only have amazing benefits for their community, but also their health as well. So what is this two-for-one activity? Donating blood. According to the Red Cross, every two seconds someone in the U.S. needs blood, and roughly 36,000 units of red blood cells are needed in the U.S. daily. Simply put, that is a lot of blood. And although most of us probably understand how giving blood helps our communities, the real silver lining is how it can actually help the donor as well. Blood viscosity is known to be a unifying factor for the risk of cardiovascular disease. How thick and sticky your blood is and how much friction your blood creates through your blood vessels can determine how much damage is done to the cells lining your arteries. You can reduce your blood viscosity by donating blood on a regular basis, which eliminates the iron that may possibly oxidize in your blood. In a study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, researchers found that participants ages 43 to 61 had fewer heart attacks and strokes when they donated blood every six months. In another study published by the American Journal of Epidemiology, researchers found those who donated blood a minimum of once a year had an 88% lower risk of heart attacks. The reduction of iron stores and iron in the body while giving blood can also reduce the risk of cancer. Iron has been thought to increase free radical damage in the body and has been linked to an increased risk of cancer and aging. 
According to the Miller Keystone Blood Center, the consistency of blood donations is associated with lower risk of cancers, including liver, lung, colon, and throat cancers due to the reduction in oxidative stress when iron is released from the bloodstream. And if all those benefits weren't enough, according to the University of California, San Diego, you burn approximately 650 calories per donation of one pint of blood. So Pax, you are freed to bleed. I know many regions have already organized blood drives, but if your region hasn't, I encourage you to pick up the shovel flag and run with it. I will personally be giving blood this week in my region, and I encourage Pax across the nation to do the same. Kitty and Repito, let's see who can fill a pint bag the fastest. Keep up the great work, men. This has been Bones guiding the Pax of F3 Nation on their hunt for wellness. Gotta go. What's up, COT Podcast? It is Drop Thrill. I was remiss to uh, not call in. Uh, I was reminded by uh, Red Baron on last week's show uh, to give a shout-out to T-Claps uh, to the boys in Phoenix. So I actually celebrated my 49th birthday uh, in Phoenix and posted with those guys. Uh, so I just want to give a shout-out to Chief, the Nantan there, and all those guys there. Um, the culture is live and well. West of the Mississippi, and that's my first post, West Mississippi. That was pretty exciting. So I just want to give a shout-out to those guys. And with that, the thrill is gone. Got to go. Bye. The OT Podcast. It is Drop Thrill calling for a second time in the same week. First of all, Railroad 22, good gracious alive. I was having a huge FOMO, fear of missing out. After watching all those amazing videos that uh, Dark Ellen was putting up, so great work. Everybody that participated, even if you didn't finish, still amazing work. Um, so the other thing is I've got a mental battle update for you. The mental battle for the month of May for Transformation Church in uh, South Carolina, Cornell, South Carolina, they're doing an entire month focused on mental health. Not just for men, but in mental health. Uh, the first week was amazing. I got to meet the speaker as well. Uh, I tweeted that out. But I will be sharing all that content uh, via the Twitter handle at F3 Battle. I'm trying to throw that out on the Slack channel as well. Um, the actors have started, so uh, you can catch those either place. But that thrill is gone. Well, the second time, I'm out. <laughs> you never have too much thrill. That's a fact. No, not at all. Too much. All right. all right, brother. I'm about tapped out physically, mentally, and emotionally. Feeling good. Uh, what you got for the fellas in the quote department? So this is a true challenge for you because I'm going to read this and I'm going to see if you can pull it because okay. it, it hit me like a – then there's a phrase within this quote that we're going to talk about oh, like quickly like when it. we get uh, okay. back. Okay. But this hit, you, this hit me – I was like, oh, oh, yes. Oh, right. yes. Okay. Here we go. What are you going to do when the chips are down? How are you going to react? I'm asking you this because this, the decisions that you make in the furnace of adversity, those decisions are what defines you as a human being. Hard commit. <laughs> That's great. It's great. It's great. <laughs> furnace of adversity. That's the phrase. Crank the brother. heat up and get you a furnace of adversity. I yeah. love it. I have no idea who it is. Uh, I might get that whole thing tattooed on my arm. I don't know. That's <laughs> amazing. I mean, 
<laughs> that is that's great. that's great. Chad Wright. Chad Wright. Your boy on the gram at Chad Wright. Oh yes, yes. Former SEAL. Oh, dude, I'm a fan. Yep, yep. yeah. He's a he yep. is a beast of a of a yep. man. Not yep. the most physically like beast. No, that's what's so is. incredible about him. He's awesome. He's a good follow. He does a he lot is. of like reels stops. and stuff. He never um, stops, and he keeps he's got it real. an epic mountain man beard. Strong believer. Um, all those good things. Huge strong believer. Does yeah. Does some does some spoken word dude, and some hashtag furnace of adversity. Yeah, that's wow. awesome. Amazing. I mm-hmm. like that a lot. So good stuff, man. Yeah, man. Awesome Get us out of here. I'm done. I'm done for this show. You're spent. You're spent. I'm good. I always got a little bit left in the tank. Well, I know. Of course you do. That's why you you're the go? consummate professional. You um, want to go, go for a ruck tomorrow? Nah. <laughs> Let me give it a no, minute. but I think I'm going to do one Friday morning. Ah, you because we've because look we we are we have we've done what we are hoping everyone will do yes. we've gotten back we're telling the stories people yeah. are seeing the pictures we're keep rolling. The, yep. and so we've we've got folks pinging me and a, f- a couple of others about you guys rucking friday morning at rolling stone and you know well, what? they want to hear some stories i didn't want to yeah but now you got to but keep you're it damn right i'll be there that's right you got a reputation to pull i love you brother Love you too, man. All right. Had fun with you. Absolutely, Loved watching man. you out there this weekend. Heck of an experience, man. Uh, something that can't be duplicated. Even when you do another one, it will never be the same as the one that you do. Right? They're unique in their own. Yeah. No, I've done three, three grow rucks, and all have been different in execution yep. in yep. what we've done. And I have continued to sharpen my blade and take something new and unique from each experience. Yep. And I still have miles to go before I sleep. Mm, absolutely. That's it. So. Uh, if another man hasn't told you this day, I love you. Repito loves you. The nation loves you. Go out there and attack the day with an enthusiasm unknown to man. We'll see you later. This has been the COT Podcast, connecting the packs of F3 Nation to something bigger than themselves. Please rate and review the show and share it with your F3 brothers, friends, family, and sad clowns who might need a little F3 in their lives. Follow all things F3 on Twitter at F3 Nation and follow our show at F3 COT Podcast. I'm Brian Jodis, 39. Hello, Kitty. And I'm Jamie Roseborough, 37. Rapido. And this has been the COT Podcast.